0: It's an emergency pod. Someone please call 911. <laughs> Tell them I have been shot down. Um, I'm, I'm not really like in an emergency type of feeling. We've had a bunch of emergency pods, obviously covering, covering the Nets. There's an emergency like three or four times a year. But yo, I'm going to lead this off and then we're going to go around the horn and let everybody speak and everybody weigh in. But let me say this. I feel like fans need to understand the business and the calendar. In every sport that you watch, it is tough to learn. I am older than some of you guys. It, it is still a learning process for me. I'm a baseball fan, football fan, basketball fan, and I'm always reading and Googling and learning about salary caps and when the league year starts and trade deadlines and free agency. And contracts and extensions and max contracts. And I say that to say this. If you've been listening to Talking Nets, we have been chronicling the Kyrie Irving extension saga this whole way. He opted into his contract. I was one of the first people to call that on WFAN like a year ago that Kyrie was going to opt into his contract. How was I able to call that? It's not hard to see that the Nets weren't going to just run him the max. Why? Why? Kyrie is an all-star this year, Keith. He's all-world. Did you see him against the Lakers? Did you see him against the Knicks, more importantly? Yes, I did. And let me say this. It is leverage time. Kyrie Irving requests a trade today. We're less than a week away from the NBA trade deadline. He is trying to have some leverage. We, on this podcast, reported that he's been trying to have extension talks, and his camp is trying to get him an extension. Well... We've also said if you're Joe Sy, Sean Marks, and the Brooklyn Nets, you're in no rush to extend one Kyrie Irving. He's all world. He's a wizard. He is a ridiculous basketball player on the court. But he is not just a basketball player. A lot more comes with Kyrie Irving. And when you make business decisions, folks, I hope you listen and learn from this for your own life because there's going to be a time where you have to negotiate for yourself. There's going to be a time where you bring someone on. And you have to think about everything that you are bringing on and taking in. And I think that's what the Brooklyn Nets are doing and not being so dumb to say, yeah, Kyrie, great game against the Knicks. Here's a four year, 200 million dollar deal. Why would they do that after the random leaves of absence, after the social media posts, the anti-vax stuff, not being vaccinated, missing time, the anti-Semitism saga this year? name it. It goes on. Why would you just give somebody your money? That's like lighting money on fire. Mets fans that are Nets fans have an owner in Steve Cohen that they view as an ATM. And this year he showed you, I'm not just burning money. I'm going to look through this Carlos Correa physical. I'm going to look through Kodai Senga's physical and sign him for less because it's a little iffy. We're not just throwing money at guys. And before I pass the rock, I just mentioned The Lakers and the Knicks were in town. Of course, the Lakers are going to be at the top of the conversation. Kyrie was in L.A. this summer and everybody was saying the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers. Kyrie did some media stuff. He did the I Am Athlete podcast and people were talking about, oh, he should get back with LeBron. And yeah, look at LeBron in the media. LeBron, please go look at LeBron's last night. Uh, post-game press conference where he talked about Hank Aaron's record and he talked about being young watching Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa chase that record for my baseball fans that's a great joke basketball fans don't care but I, I laughed out loud at that Kyrie Irving is using the little bit of leverage he has right now because he did not get his extension yet he's a New Jersey kid that grew up rooting for the Nets the same as me He has spoken about wanting to stay here and finish his career here. You've seen his little boy, his son on the floor. It's a family environment. Like Kyrie has brought his daughter around. Right? They don't want to move on from Brooklyn. This is the destination he wants to be in late in his career. But at the same time, he has burned some bridges. He's done some things where the Brooklyn Nets have put stipulations and incentives and different checks and balances in a potential contract extension. That it seems like Kyrie Irving and his camp have scoffed at. How dare they? How dare they treat our all-world player as if, like, he's got to tiptoe around and do certain things to earn money. Or he's got to play a certain amount of games. Or he's got to be on his P's and Q's and best behavior. Well, I'm with that. I understand that. And now it's on Sean Marks and Josiah to see who blinks first. Trade deadline's coming. They can't trade Ben Simmons. Are they going to try and trade Kyrie Irving or are they going to let him, I don't know, potentially sit out and then walk at the end of the year as a free agent and sign somewhere else and get nothing from him? Where's KD in all of this? KD requested a trade. When? Think about it, folks. When free agency started. So like these things aren't random. These things aren't coincidence. This isn't just a, a Friday news dump. This is calculated, this is going to play out, and nothing has happened yet today.
1: Robin Lumberg, Hudson Flynn, welcome in and go for it. Well, uh, look, the, the frustrating thing is it never seems to end, right? Like, we can never have some level of normalcy around this team without a, a firestorm, uh, without, you know, something for the hyenas to come out and, and, and laugh about. It's not news, or it shouldn't be news to anyone, that Kyrie is a terrific basketball player. It should also not be news to anyone that Kyrie Irving has had a series of behavioral patterns or incidents or whatever word you want to call them that makes teams reticent, including the Nets, to just simply commit to him a long-term extension. I just saw Brian Windhorst apparently said the Lakers are interested, but they don't know about giving him a long-term extension. Remember back in the summer, the Nets basically said, go ahead go look around, go test the market, and nobody was willing to pony up, which is why he opted into his deal. So basically what happens here is they offer him some sort of stipulation, games play, whatever it is. He says, no, I should get a full max, and then they don't give it to him, and he throws a fit. That's where we're at at this moment. The way you play it, and the lesson I would learn from the summer is you got to let things settle because we thought the whole thing was over this summer, and it wasn't. Now we're we're back in that mode again. But I I would say this. The Nets can always call Kyrie Irving's bluff and not trade him. Just don't trade him. He's not going to sit out the rest of the season. He still needs a new contract one way or the other, right? And then also, the Nets can see if there is an offer of worth. And if there is an offer of worth, then yes, I think you do trade him. Because if it's not this, it's going to be the next thing. We've learned that over the course of of these years um so if you can you know cut ties while not losing him for nothing i, I think you have to seriously consider doing that so i, I think you want to take a couple of deep breaths back uh, uh you know and take a couple of deep breaths before you you panic and, and decide what to do right in the moment i was I- chilling friday vibes robin i don't think any of us are panicked we were in the group chat like oh okay let's do a yeah. pod yeah yeah because i mean both those options are on the table and then as far as the the whole thing with kd i'm not trading if i'm the people in charge i'm not trading kevin durant before we get to that under any circumstances and i would tell him that right now you got three years left on your deal i don't care how you feel about it you're gonna be a brooklynette for the duration of your contract so that's where i'm at with that
2: yeah and honestly and, and i don't like to talk down to people. I don't think that's generally very productive. I don't know who am I, right? But Nets fans, got to take a deep breath. I, I don't like getting into the arguments that, oh, Nets fans don't know how to deal with success. They don't know how to deal with stars. They don't know what it's like to have, have a team with good players. They don't know how to act. They win a, win a playoff series. They don't know how to act. That's been a, re, a recurring thing about the Nets for this, this past generation of stars that we've had on our team. But the types of reactions that we're seeing to this on social media, in particular, Twitter in particular, and I don't know if, if, if so a lot of you guys do, some of you don't, we have a Twitter account. Talking Nets has a Twitter account. And the types of things that people are saying on the Twitter is just, it's just ridiculous. There is no reason, if you're a Nets fan, quite frankly, to, first off, blame Joe Tsai. This is just negotiation. I don't. I don't like to say don't be emotional, but don't be emotional. I understand that everybody likes Kyrie. He's a gifted basketball player. He's a wizard on the floor. I feel like Robin Keith and I have done, and Keith and I in particular, over and, for and podcast, over for years, the whole, the whole, the whole, all the time, the, all these years, talking about how great Kyrie Irving is. He's a gifted basketball player. There's a, a, a tweet that I see going around that's high, Kobe highlights, and they're like, no one in modern NBA can do this. I think Kyrie Irving can. In, in certain instances, he can match those highlights, and he does that on you know, as he's modeled, where how he's modeled his game. But it's not about that. I think this is a leverage play. I think this is Kyrie trying to force enough public backlash to put, you know, bring Josiah back to the negotiation table for a better offer. Josiah has said in the past, he said it over the summer, and he said it all throughout, that he does not want to give Kyrie Irving a max contract. And that's what Kyrie Irving wants. He wants it with no stipulations, because why wouldn't you? But at the end of the day, if you're the Nets... You have to treat this like a organization, like a business. And Kyrie will get paid somewhere at some point. I am actually not of the opinion that he does need to play for the Nets to get a contract. To get the contract he wants, he might not be able to get that at all. So at this point, sitting out might just, you know, maybe there'll be another suitor that will come to the table, another person coming to the bargaining table. At the end of the day, I think this is a good thing. I think that if Kyrie Irving has given the Nets a chance to recoup their losses to get something out of him before the trade deadline that's a win i was and i have fully been expecting that this season will finish and Kyrie irving will probably leave